want to welcome you all into episode 44 of Trojan Talk. We have definitely taken a break here. Had a lot going on with the end of the winter sports season, but now we have a little bit of break um, in the sports seasons at TA, so we'll get back to Trojan Talk. I'm Zach Taranko here, joined by Josh Paltzfer and Cole Perez. How are you guys doing this morning? Awesome. Very good. Looking forward to spring. Yeah, very nice Thursday morning. The last couple of days have been a lot warmer here in Saco. I wore shorts to school yesterday. It, in the morning, it was... Ooh, a, you're one of those guys. Yeah, in the morning, it was questionable, but then in the afternoon, it was nice and warm, so that was that was good. And we'll start by recapping some of the winter sports at Thornton Academy. And we have to start with the boys' hockey team that are state champions, the only state champions of the winter sports season. They won uh, the state championship a few weekends ago against South Portland by a score of, if I'm correct, 5-3, to three, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. Yep. That was uh, a great game. I was there. Cole, I believe you were there. Mm-hmm. Mr. Pulsifer, you were taking photos. We were all in attendance, which is, um, I wouldn't say it's a, a rare occurrence, but to see uh, all of TATV there not doing anything TATV. Yes, that was a little is, different. It <laughs> is a little different, yeah. Um, but I want to get your guys' quick thoughts. I know you know we saw a lot of the playoff games. What did you think about this team's playoff run and the state championship game and, and how their season ended? I, I would say the one word for me is resiliency. They're kind of a resilient team. Um, they went down 2 nothing after the first period in that state title game uh, against Sopo, uh, Wayne Fleet, and Freeport. And, uh, you know, they just kind of battled back. Um, they ended up being up 3-2 after the second period, and then uh, again, kind of got a little bit closer there in the third, but they put it away late and uh, won five to three. So uh, again, great season for them. Uh, again, we kind of talked about some of these themes earlier this year, where it's like great goaltending, some strong D, and some timely offense. You know, I know that seems like a simple recipe, but TA really put it all together at the right time this year and uh, walked away state champs. Yeah, the offense was really timely in that second period, just as it started. The three goals right off the rip, and they were up three to two. It was awesome to see after falling behind two nothing in the first period. And uh, shout out to Porter Krause, who was a first-year player with this uh, team, and he did an excellent job in the postseason as a goaltender, bouncing back from the uh, rough first period and getting them that win. He also played well in the game before that against um, Bangor in uh, the semifinal. And um, it was just great to get a winter sports state championship because of the Mm -hmm. way that the boys and girls basketball teams ended. It felt like TA was due. We had Mm -hmm. underperformed Mm -hmm. in, in a lot of sports coming into that. Uh, so it was great to finally get a ring for the hockey team and a great accomplishment for them. Definitely. Um, earlier in the year, I think, I don't, I don't know if you were on for that episode, but we did talk about where we thought the, the hockey team would be. And, oh, I remember that episode. Yep, and Cole <laughs> and I and Jeff, who's no longer here, um, got some, some, some uh, I don't know what to call it. Flack. Yeah, some flack for what we said. Um, some of us thought they would uh, be knocked out earlier in the playoffs than they did, obviously, because they won the States. How surprised were you that they got this far and how they played in the last few games of the playoffs? I mean, you know, they they lost in double overtime in the state championship last year. Mm-hmm. So you'd like to think like, well, geez, they you know, were right there. They were one goal away from winning it all last year. And obviously they graduated some very talented seniors, uh, especially Alex St. John, who was one of the top two-way players in the state last year. But um, again, I think that championship, you know, experience last year of losing but at least being there really set the foundation for this year they knew what they had to do to get back to that point and for the ta you know thankfully this year it uh, just happened to go their way in the state title yeah to defend my pick a little <laughs> bit um, i did not mean by saying whatever i said regional semifinal loss that they were going to be a first round exit i didn't know there were less teams this year yeah. which i should have known but I thought they were going to win maybe one, two playoff games and and then lose because last year's team, I thought, coming into this year was more talented than this year's team, but they definitely proved me wrong and made a run in the postseason and uh, took down South Portland in the championship. So I'm glad I'm wrong, and I'm glad the hockey team got a ring. Yeah, I I definitely agree, and I think that 
I, ho I hope people would cut, cut us some slack because as as you guys mentioned, you know, they had a lot of seniors graduating, but also a lot of, you know, incoming players. Yep. Like, we had never seen Porter Krause play or Drew Johnson play, and a lot of, clearly they, they were big parts of this team. Um, and there were just some pieces that we didn't know of yet, but um, we definitely did get uh, get uh, some, uh, at least I, I got some, some words after they won states, but I'm not sure how But I was, was taking pictures of them, real quick story, uh, on the ice after they had won, like when they were lining up literally to receive the trophy, they just looked at me and they go, hey, there's a pulse for how about that Trojan talk prediction? So, <laughs> that that so. was the same thing. I think Bowker said something yeah. to yeah. Christian, Mr. Christian Barry. And I was like, I wasn't on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely a good way to end the season for the uh, boys hockey team. They should be getting their rings within the next couple of weeks. I know it usually takes a little while to make those, but we'll see how those turn out. And before we start to talk about professional sports, we want to look ahead um, as we have the spring sports season coming up. Lacrosse uh, for boys and girls are starting for practices. Same for baseball and softball. I'm not sure if you guys have any thoughts. I know a lot of these teams have um, are going to look, you know, a lot younger than they mm -hmm. did last year. The mm -hmm. baseball team we will be missing. You just mentioned them, Cody Belker, their star pitcher. Lacrosse team is going to be missing a few pieces as well. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm very excited for this this season. It'll be my last um, sports season at, at TA for TA TV, but it should be a good one, um, and I, I'm definitely excited. Yeah, I was walking around uh, on Monday for the first day of practice outside, and it uh, looked like a lot of participation out there. Um, I know the boys lacrosse team had a lot of guys out there. I was like, whoa. Yep. Um, I think they were pushing uh, 75, 80, 85 players. Um, baseball, too, has a good number of players out this year, too. Um, I think softball looks pretty good this year. I think they got a lot of returning players. I think they're going to be up there in the contention in Class A South. Uh, baseball, like you said, Zach, they've lost a lot of players from that team. That team was loaded last year. Yeah. But they have some good players back, so that will be an interesting team to see. Um, obviously, they have one of the best players in the state in Josh Kopetsky. Mm -hmm. um, Henry Lozier, also a really good player. So they got, they've got some talents on that team, so yeah. they'll definitely be a team to watch. And, uh, yeah, cross uh, outdoor track, too. It's like they've got some player, uh, athletes who could compete for individual state titles. So be an interesting spring. Yeah, I'm big on the lacrosse team. Not as much that I think they'll be so much better than last year's team, but the competition, Cape, Cape Elizabeth, uh, who they lost to in the regional final last year, lost a lot of their starters because they were seniors. And I just think that the lacrosse team ha has had plenty of experience from some close games with them in the last couple of years. And I think they'll be able to pull something off and maybe make a deep run. I've heard mm -hmm. Scarborough and South Portland are supposed to be good. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that TA's got a good group of attackers, and they'll be really good on offense this year. And hopefully that that can carry them to a great season and then baseball state champs last year but let's be honest a lot of that was because Cody Bowker was just a special player that performance in the state championship uh, a shutout I know Kopetsky did pitch a couple of innings but Bowker was just special with the bat and on the mound so we'll see um, I think the biggest question is who do they have in the rotation behind Kopetsky that can pitch well and um, if their offense can be anything close to what it was last year. So I think the baseball team will be solid. I don't know if they'll get back to a state championship, but I think the lacrosse team could do it for sure. Two good teams that we have this spring. I definitely agree. And as um, as I said before, TATV will be broadcasting many games this spring sports season. I believe the games start around the 15th or 16th of April, which is just um, as the April break uh, for uh, here at Thorn Academy starts. So we'll keep you updated on what games we'll be able to do. Mm -hmm. Hopefully a good 10 to 15 games split among boys and girls lacrosse, and we are going to try our best to possibly do a baseball or softball game. Mm. It is hard because there is no Internet connection out in the, uh, near those fields. It's very bad, so uh, we're not sure if we'll be able to, but we're definitely going to try and, and test what we can get 
out there. But now we will move over to professional sports, and we have to talk about March Madness. Now, I know there are no perfect brackets left, so I don't even <laughs> need to ask you guys how your brackets are. But I know, Cole, your first day was pretty solid. My first day was great. Uh, yeah, I don't think you had – I don't. Uh, was it like late the first night or the second uh, night that you – Arizona losing to Princeton was the first game. Yep. I saw something that was like there were only 2% of perfect brackets when – because I picked Furman, so yep. that was the big yep. one. Mm. That, was, that was nice. But looking at the Final Four – we have FAU versus oh my god I can't remember San, San, San Diego, Diego State. State and then you have UConn see this is this is how crazy it is. I don't even know who the teams are UConn and Miami yep. which is there are it's the first time at least this is something I saw the first time in the history that uh, there wasn't a number one seed in the Elite Eight and mm-hmm. it's clear there's no one seeds in the Final Four what do you guys think of these two matchups going into this weekend for the Final Four matchups. I'm excited because it's like the unknown, and you kind of perfectly stated it there, Zach. It's like you have no idea what these teams are going to do. It's like if you know, no one obviously thought any of these four teams would be here in the Final Four. So um, I'm really excited. I, I think UConn's going to win it all. I've got a really good feeling about UConn, so uh, I'm, I'm rooting for them. Yeah, I don't think it's a good Final Four at all. I don't know how you really sell San Diego State and yeah. FAU. <laughs> yep. I, you can't really get pumped up for that. Um and the thing about it is it's not like if it were Princeton coming in as an exciting 15 seed, like just for example, that would have been a better kind of Cinderella story. Mm-hmm. But FAU and San Diego State, I feel like they were just underseeded teams. I think FAU won the most games this year of any Division One mm-hmm. school. It's just that both of those teams played in a weaker conference, so we didn't really get to see actually how good they were. Um, so I think they were both just – Maybe not San Diego State as much, but FAU was definitely very underseeded and has played mm. to the level of a top five seed for sure. Um, and I think FAU wins. I think they continue to roll. They're a really tough team. They beat Kansas State, who had a lot of momentum. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll take down San Diego State, who lost in a wild game, or who beat Creighton in a wild game. And then um, the other matchup is pretty solid, though. Uh, Miami was the one Final Four team that I did get right uh, as a five seed coming out of that. Um, division there so they played really well with their guards and they can really shoot the ball my biggest regret was i had uconn losing in like the second round Mm -hmm. and um they they finished fourth in their conference this year so i'm like they can't be that great but they just flipped a switch at the right time and got to the final four i've got uconn beating fau in the championship i think long term real quick that this is great for the ncaa because this is this year just kind of proves it's like it doesn't matter where you're seated like you could be in the final four whereas mm-hmm. i felt like in past years like always like you know we always say like the, you know the cream kind of rises to the top with the top one two three four seeds and mm-hmm. that just didn't happen this year so I, I if i'm a team next year competing for the tournament as like a coach and a, and a player it's like this is a perfect example. It's like, guys, if we work hard, like we could get there. Like it's yeah. been done. So I, I think long term is kind of a cool thing for the NCA. Definitely lacking the star power this year, but uh, from program recognition. But definitely, you never know what's going to happen this weekend. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and and another point to that is that um, the seating is not is not great. No, like Cole said, <laughs> it's based on you know, like how good you play in the conference you're in. So if you're if you're you could be a fantastic team in a terrible conference and get a low seed like FAU did, mm-hmm. and and just kind of shock everybody even though you're a nine seed so i think they won 32 games during the yeah, regular season yeah. too it was Which crazy was, yeah so um next year i i told a couple, couple people this that i'm gonna make 25 brackets and then almost every bracket i'm gonna close my eyes and just pick random teams <laughs> and just hope that that works because my brackets were busted after the second game which mm-hmm. was not good we will talk about now the NFL free agency, which was very exciting. Lots of new signings and lots of trades as well. I was a little surprised with how many trades there were. And I want to ask you guys, give me a winner and a loser of the free agency trade period that's happened in the last few weeks. Mm, a winner? I mean, 
I would have to say the New York Jets for going out and we think getting Aaron Rodgers. They haven't put everything together yet. And a loser. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I, th I know the Panthers gave away a lot for the number one overall yep. pick, and I, I didn't think that was a super smart move. You lose DJ Moore, and you'll, you'll get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, but um, I don't think that they had the best move there. Mm. And um, I think the Patriots are having a slightly underrated offseason. There it is. <laughs> they're, they're, they got better, though. They did. I think Juju is a slight upgrade over um, Jacoby Myers, and I think – that if they can make another move and hit the draft, I think the draft is probably more important than free agency for this Patriots team coming mm -hmm. into the year. Uh, but some good signings and some good guys that they re-signed as well. Um, <coughs> nothing outstanding, nothing that's going to you know, surprise you or get you super excited as a Patriots fan. Uh, but I think Bill O'Brien is going to have plenty of options to work with in mm -hmm. his first year. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't like the James Robinson. I didn't really understand Oh, I thought that, that was one, a good pickup. I, I don't know. He's it's definitely a, a rotational a backup yeah. For, yeah. for Stevenson. Yeah. yeah. But B-plus offseason so far, I'd say, for the Patriots. I was Real quick, I'll just say I, I thought it was the Patriots, too, if you count Bill O'Brien as an offseason yeah. addition. Because I think, you know, putting him in as the offensive coordinator on a team that literally had the worst run offensive coaching staff perhaps in the history of the NFL last year, it's like they were – they were only one game away from making the playoffs with that coaching staff in place, and now they've totally retooled it. They've gotten some better players. They've got a lot of money still to play with in free agency. So, again, I think right now I'm, I'd be very happy if I was a Patriots fan. I would agree. My winner um, is the opposite of that Panthers is the Chicago Bears. I think they got a great deal mm -hmm. out of that first-round pick. They get the ninth mm -hmm. pick, D.J. Moore. I think they had a, a couple of great linebacker signings in um, Trey Edmonds and I can't even remember who the other one is. Um, but – I think that the Bears are taking advantage of the, the fact that the um, Packers are going to look horrible this year without Aaron Rodgers, most likely. And that division is not great. I think they're trying to take that step up, and I think the Bears could, could be a, a wild card contender this year. That's kind of my, I don't know if you call it my, my sleeper pick or my dark horse pick, but I think that they have a lot of, had a lot of great signings and, and definitely worked on their team. My loser... Has to, I, I'm going to go with the Eagles because they just let go so much of their secondary and their defensive um, their defensive team, I just thought. It was too much to give up after going to the Super Bowl and having a great season. But definitely a lot happening in free agency. Um, I'm going to have to g give some pushback. I, I wouldn't consider Bill O'Brien an offseason pickup. I don't think he's going to have that big of an impact. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I, <laughs> but um, I think – I think the Patriots are in one of the toughest divisions now in sure the, in, mm -hmm. in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm thinking a seven and ten season. I'm not saying they're going to go win the division, but I, yeah. I think they could be the six or seven seed. And one prediction I have is that I think there's a real chance that Lamar Jackson sits out the entire year Ooh, because hot take. Um, I don't know if him and Raven him and the Ravens are going to get on the same page. And you see somebody like Deshaun Watson sat out a full year mm -hmm. and still got a huge contract from Cleveland and. Lamar doesn't have a scandal hanging over his head mm -hmm. like Watson did. So I think that's a real possibility. Um, I could see a sign-and-trade. Yeah, Lamar, Lamar doesn't have an agent, so that makes right. things really interesting. I was reading no, a, no chance he goes to the Patriots. I read an article Patriots. real quick yesterday. Like He could do a sign-and-trade and facilitate a trade to another team. So like when, yep. they put a, when he put out a statement saying, I want to get traded, like that is something that could happen. So yeah. I, th I think he'll end up on, on a team. I think oh, yeah. at the last second he'll end up yeah. on a team. Like, I, I draft night. Like, like Washington or something or just some team that mm – -hmm. 
makes that trade. I mean, I was I because if they facilitate a sign and trade, it doesn't have to be two first round picks, which is the hang up right now. Because yep. like right now, if you were to sign a free agent tender with another team and Ravens don't match it, they get two first round picks, and every team right now is yep. like, no, 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 no. So that's why he's going to do a sign and trade. Yeah. I also want to give a shout out to my uh, Atlanta Falcons, who had a very, <laughs> I would say, a very successful free agency. Although the couple of signs I didn't like. Um, so we first got Taylor Heineke, which I think will be a great addition to the Desmond Ritter quarterback train. I think Jesse Bates as a free safety, fantastic pickup. It's a good Sc- pickup. Scotty Miller, who we just got from Tampa Bay. Um, yeah. I I very much dislike the fact that we traded for John U. Smith. I mean, we basically took on yeah, one thank of the, you. One I appreciate of, it. Yeah, one of the worst <laughs> contracts I can think of. Although. I do understand it that you know with Kyle Pitts they need a they need a blocking tight end so it made sense to me and then they signed Kalias Campbell who's got to be like forty five now he's so he's a veteran old. presence he's he'll be so good for the old. young they're a young team yeah. he'll be good for the locker room but we are in the worst division in the NFL so we could <laughs> win we could win that's that, that's that's what I'm I'm hoping for but now we will finish up by talking about the NHL a little bit we'll start by talking about the Bruins who are setting many records in the NHL. I just want to run through some of the things. I, I look, did a lot of research to figure out um, some of the records that they have broken this year or set or, or, or whatnot. So we'll go through them real quick. So the Bruins set the uh, NHL record for the most consecutive home wins to start a season, which was 14, 14 straight wins. They're the fewest, they had the fewest games ever to reach 90 points in NHL history. That was 51 games. The fastest team to 50 wins in NHL history was 64 games. They won the Atlantic Division, which one of the earliest times anyone's ever won the Atlantic Division. Uh, they won, uh, I think, about 10 games ago. Mm. They are currently tied for the most wins in franchise history, which is 57. They play tonight. They're probably going to beat Columbus, which means they'll get to 58. Then they have some individual player um, records. Pasternak had a 50-goal season. He's the third fastest in Bruins history to 600 points. Swayman is the first Bruins goalie to have back-to-back shutouts since Rask in 2013-14. And Olmark has the franchise record for most saves in a game with 54. He's the first goalie in Bruins history with a goalie goal. And he's the fastest goalie in NHL history to 25 wins in 28 games. The Bruins are also on track to win the President's Trophy either this game or next game. Mm-hmm. And they are somewhat on on record on on pace to break the most wins in the NHL season with 62, and the most points in the NHL season with 132. They probably won't get it because they're going to rest players, yep. but still, an incredible season so far. Any thoughts? Well, it's a lot of a uh, lot of things there that happen, but again, hopefully they they don't run out of steam. I think that's the only thing at this point. They've done so much yeah. now. Can they just keep it going? Yeah. I I don't know about the wins record, but rest <laughs> up for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely going to be exciting. Last thought, I just want to say uh, Connor McDavid is a freak of nature. 143 <laughs> points this season, and he's probably going to get to 150 or 160. I think he's going to be better than Gretzky by the end of his career. Ooh, wow. And I don't know about ju- that. I'm just throwing- he'll, be, he'll be a top five player. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to throw that out there as we end the episode. So uh, definitely a quick episode this week, but we want to thank you all for watching episode 44 of Trojan Talk, and we will definitely be back soon with the next episode. Thank you all for watching, and have a good week.